You're listening to the Talking Creative Countdown to Christmas. One voiceover gift every single day until the big day. If you make videos, ads, audiobooks, or anything with a voiceover, then this is the podcast for you. Let's make voiceovers better. Let's start talking creative. Hello, and welcome to Talking Creative, the podcast for voice directors and voiceovers, helping you to make voiceovers better. I'm Samantha Boffin, and this is the Talking Creative Countdown to Christmas. Twelfth Night. Okay, well, it isn't actually Twelfth Night, but it is December the 12th, so it's a great excuse to talk about Twelfth Night. Now, you won't learn anything new about voiceover in this episode, but sometimes voiceovers are just for fun, and this is one of those moments. It is also, though, a reminder that you can really use a voice for anything. It doesn't have to be a commercial or a piece of sales or a bit of learning or a video game or a telephone message. It can just be a tiny piece of nonsense. So, Twelfth Night. It's 12 days after Christmas, which is on the 5th or 6th of January, depending on where you start counting from. Having been brought up in a totally non-religious household, I always knew it simply as the day when the Christmas decorations came down, because it was bad luck to keep them up any longer. But why? Well, apparently, long ago, and the internet is pretty hazy on what long ago really means, so we'll just have to use our imaginations. Long ago, people believed that tree spirits lived in all the holly and the ivy and the mistletoe that they decorated their houses with. All that greenery was brought into the house to provide a safe haven for those tree spirits during the winter. But once the harshest days of the midwinter were over, the spirits needed to be returned back outside to be released into the countryside once again. If we didn't do that, it would mean that new shoots would not be able to start growing again and spring would not return and it would all be a bit of a disaster. Plus, if you left the greenery in the house, the tree spirits would cause mischief until they were released. However, let's look at the more religiously based 12 days of Christmas where Twelfth Night turns out to be, surprise, surprise, the twelfth and final night of the Christmas season and the coming of Epiphany. Now, just so you know, and in case you didn't, because I didn't, I have to confess, Epiphany comes from the Greek epiphaneia, meaning appearance or manifestation, and it refers to the manifestation of Jesus Christ to the world. You see, Christians believe that the 12 days of Christmas mark the amount of time it took after the birth of Jesus for the wise men to follow the star and travel to Bethlehem when they recognised him as the Son of God, which is also the reason why in some parts of the world it is known as Three Kings Day. Now, on Three Kings Day, or Twelfth Night, you can also eat king cake. Now, again, I had no idea what king cake was, and it turns out that it's eaten all over the world in Christian countries. It's slightly different everywhere, 
but in most cases, it has something hidden inside it, which is traditionally a dried bean. And this is meant to represent the Christ child. And if you get the bean in your slice of cake, you are crowned king or queen. Now, the most famous reference to Twelfth Night is, of course, from William Shakespeare. Twelfth Night, or what you will, was written around 1601, and it was originally designed to be performed as a Twelfth Night entertainment, which was a day where the normally rigid households in Shakespearean times permitted a degree of topsy-turviness, and the play itself plays around with this theme of confusion, so the twins are reversed and nothing is quite what it seems. Over time, the parties obviously became pretty riotous, and presumably a little too much so, because in 1870, Queen Victoria banned them entirely for being unchristian. And so the tradition of Twelfth Night Entertainment and Cake pretty much died out towards the end of the 19th century in most parts of the UK. Now the king cake, the decorative cake, became the Christmas cake, and the hidden bean, or whatever that was, transformed itself into a silver sixpence and was put into Christmas puddings. So they kind of took some of the traditions, but, well, did something different with them. Now still, there is still in parts of the UK, particularly in the West Country, where the cider is grown, Twelfth Night is still actually observed for something called wassailing, which <laughs> includes drinking mulled cider and wishing your neighbours good health in the coming year and bringing gifts for people, being neighbourly, I guess. And apple orchards are also visited to sing to the trees to encourage a good harvest the following year. So really, not a million miles away from all that greenery and tree spirit shenanigans that I was talking about earlier, right at the top of this podcast, in fact. And I did find this out, and I love this. Twelfth Night is still celebrated at the Drury Lane Theatre in London with a celebratory Baddeley cake. So what is a Baddeley cake? Well, Robert Baddeley was a minor actor who worked for over 30 years at Drury Lane. He died in 1794, leaving a bequest to provide a Twelfth Night cake, wine and punch, typical actors, to be enjoyed every year by the company in residence at the Theatre Royal Drury Lane. And so, the Baddeley cake ceremony takes place still every January the 6th, which I think it's just great. So that's it. Twelfth Night, kind of explained, on December the 12th. Thank you so much for listening as always. I'm Samantha Boffin and this is the Talking Creative Countdown to Christmas. And hopefully I will see you again tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Talking Creative Countdown to Christmas. If you enjoyed it, do leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media so other people like you can make voiceovers better. And don't forget, you can head over to talkingcreative.co.uk for the whole series.